Welcome to the Life in Podcast. A safe space where we have fun and honest conversations about our experiences and thoughts as young girls trying to find our way through this thing called life. Join us, Janet Wasinda and Ugo Iduma as we take on real issues and learn together. Well, guys, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Life in Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be talking about money. We'll specifically be talking about budgeting. Specifically, I know specifically, specifically, but especially specifically as a low-income earner. And in today's episode, we have Abigail and also to... Abigail to me is like my money person, my go-to money person, but Abigail has another go-to, her own go-to money person, which is Moses. So we'll be having an expat and an expatriate, you see. So in today's episode, it's going to be full, it's going to be packed, and we'll be talking about money. So hello, everyone. Talk budget. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Life Fain podcast. So I've I've been following Abigail um, on Instagram and she has been helpful with her nuggets about savings, financial um, wisdom and all that. And it's a blessing and privilege to have her on the show along with her friend and colleague, Moses. Hello, guys. <laughs> You know, we find that introduction so funny. But well, hello, guys. Like, <laughs> I said we find that introduction so funny. Like it sounded so, ah, so important. Yeah, like, you are important. Like, you know, <laughs> may may not get. I follow your. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hi, everyone. Follow my channel. Well, well, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Hello, everyone. My name is Abigail. I and the creative creative lead for Nuggets by Abigail, which is on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, as many as they come. Um, so I speak based on my knowledge of um financial literacy practices and policies and things like that. So I uh, I would say just like Moses already mentioned before we started recording that he is no expert which is so funny coming from him. But I would say that I'm no expert. I am just learning and sharing as I go. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to learn with my community and to pass on the information that I've learned through the journey that I've been. And so I felt like um, in order to give you guys the full experience, it would be nice to have Moses, who I have been, you know, learning with for a while. And Moses, I would say, is there. He's an expert on his own, but if you say he isn't, I mean, we'll just see. We'll let it slide. Everybody's trying to be yeah. humble. Like, we get... Yes, we're all trying to be humble. It's a lie. It's a lie. Um, so I'll let Moses speak um, for himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Moses. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Moses. Um, engineer by day or sometimes by night. Um, <laughs> um on the weather. D- depends on well, well i don't know i don't exactly understand what you mean by that Ugo, but yeah it depends on the weather i guess depends on what the grid is saying mm. um and i'm a money enthusiast by every second of the day i, I believe we're all trying to you mm-hmm. know get to that point of financial freedom as young people yeah. as you know older people as well um so yes I think that's everything from me. I I would say I started my financial literacy journey in 2017, so not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's been it's been worthwhile. 
Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. all from me for now. It's so great to have you, uh, money enthusiast. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a, uh, I think in the, in the last uh, five years, I don't know, but there's this um, solid consciousness to to the talk about money among young people and the whole revolution about it. And it's, I feel like it's an amazing um, transformation that is going on, even though a lot of work needs to go into it. But I'm super impressed that we young people are actually coming to the awareness of the fact that we need to learn about money and how it works so that we can make it work for us. So what do you think about the whole money literacy thing? Um, for you, Abigail. Yeah, I, I actually I I really love the fact that we're having these uncomfortable conversations. Um, with the way the world is going, every, um, nobody's keeping quiet about the things that makes everyone shy. So we're opening up about several things and finding how we can tackle them. Um, I would say that this age is quite um an outgoing um generation, and so. Things like money should not be um, left at the top of the shelf. I definitely believe that um, discussing about it, finding ways to better manage money, especially with the very crazy inflation all over the world, I believe that, you know, this is the right time to be having these conversations. And so that's why it's such a great opportunity to um, be in this young age um, podcast show, you know, because I know that the audience is targeted at young people who probably um would derive a lot from this type of conversation so yeah very 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 excited to have this type of conversation happy about you know the the welcome that i've received from young people um they just really want to know more and more about how they can better manage their money and i mean perfect timing mean. yeah yeah I do think with money, a lot of people do talk about money, like making money. How do you make money? Um, how do you invest? How do you grow your money? But not a lot of people talk about managing money. And in managing money, um, there's need to budget your money, like you know, um, kind of, um, kind of like tell your money where to go. Mm. But then it's also too difficult to do. Uh, or like direct or even understand how to do it and do it properly in a way that is very um specific to probably your earning bracket or uh where you are at sort of i think for me um people talk money 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 making money money the one i've already made I'm now throwing it away. And then people then, then say, okay, budget your money, budget your money, budget your money. But how do I particularly do it? And I don't talk about Excel sheets. Then that twists my brain. And I'm just like, how do I actually budget my money in a way that's like less com complicated? And the way that actually that suits my money bracket, like where I fall under, whether I'm a mid earner or a low earner or a high earner. So I'm then throwing it out to the experts. Um, we do know managing money is important, but how do we go about this in a way that is very easy and kind of straightforward? Because um, Excel sheets can be a bit intimidating. A lot to unpack from your from your question. Um, first thing was um, one: how do you manage money, right? In general, right? It's, money isn't just about making it; it's about managing it. And yes, yeah. I would say. I would say the the 
level to which you can manage your money is relative or is proportional to the rate at which you can actually be wealthy, right? Um, there are a couple of ways to be wealthy. One, your daddy is a oil mogul and he leaves money for you. Um, the, the another way to make money is to kind of rise through the ranks, right? Where, you know, um, you don't necessarily start off with a silver spoon in your mouth, but like you're able to, you know, gradually walk your way up the ladder. I think I was watching um, your video with Abigail um, at, at sometime in March. And um, Abigail was like, um, there was a time where she was earning 20K and then she moved to 50 and then she moved to 100 and stuff like that. Right. So you can grow up in the ladder. And there are a couple of people who have done 35 years in industry, you know, um, and at the end of the day, there's nothing really to write home about, you know, um, with, with the money that they've made, quote unquote. So you talked about Excel sheets. Before we even jump into Excel sheets, which is like the technical side of things, I think we we first need to kind of, let's say, create a structure, like maybe state a structure of how you actually manage your money. And we talked about, or you mentioned budgeting, which is kind of the most important thing. Um, so there is the budgeting side of things, there is saving, and there is investing. We probably will not be able to unpack all three in today's podcast. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we will just we will just center on yeah. on budgeting, right? Which is kind of the very first thing to do before you start to save, before you start to invest. Um, you don't need an Excel sheet right you can use a pen and paper um an excel sheet like, just like, like um <laughs> i i i don't like whatever tool works for you works for you right um yeah. but it, the thing is there are tools that can optimize your process to make you more efficient right coming from an engineering background if mm -hmm. i wanted to move a car right? I can call five people on the road and say, help me move this car, right? But I can also get a truck and attach to the other car, move it. Yeah. So basically, you know, it's it's all about tools and what tool makes us more efficient in doing, in carrying out a specific process. Um, so in terms of budgeting, never talk about, my one, my first tip would be to say, never talk about the nominal value, always talk percentages, Right. Yeah. Um, so you have a bulk sum which is hundred percent, right? I know some of the some of us that didn't really like math in secondary school were already scratching our heads. But I'm don't worry, I'll try and make easy. it as <laughs> I'll mm -hmm. try and make it as simple as possible. Um so your income comes or whatever income whether it's salary, whether it comes from dividends, whatever. Um or just your total income in a month or in a year, depending on how your money comes, um, you need to think about it annually or do you end weekly? You need to create a weekly budget. Do you end annually? You need to create an annual budget and stuff like that. Okay. So in that total income, you need to start um, um, placing percentages to certain things, right? Okay. So for example, 20% is for transportation, 50% is for family 10% is for church. You know, um, some people who are Christians say, oh, I don't want to put all those things. 
my brother and my sister like put it like even your offering budget your offering yeah in like it, it, because it's it's not an expense in the sense that okay for us who may be um uh, religious we would say okay we're giving it to god so it's not an expense yes but a good money manager would say okay i've given x percent of my money to god right yeah end of story that's all you need to know and and that helps you plan better so i think i'll shut up now i've been talking too long okay yeah you 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 no, give... you <laughs> yeah you we're give... jotting things down so we're jotting things we're... down to take things away <laughs> okay so abigail i was yeah take it away yeah abigail i wanted you to actually um uh answer this you know why is budgeting important so you know uh people like ugo gave uh in her introduction about um people are being taught to make money make money make money and then we're all coming out now to say budget right you are uh you are advocating yeah. budgeting as one of the um, money growing um tools and methods why is budgeting an important part of um money management and growing money entirely so a main the main thing which we as financial enthusiasts um go through this journey is because we want to um reach a level which is financial independence right and without a money mindset you can't reach that so the goal is the right money mindset. Um, so I believe that budgeting is one of the things that helps to remind you of um all that you need. Why? Because it gives you the opportunity to track your expenses. It yeah. tells you where exactly your money is going to. Without these things, I mean, you know, I, I was even watching something recently where the, um someone said that, oh, forget trying to save the pennies or tracking where everything is going. That time that you're using, you're actually wasting it. You should be making more money. While that is also very true, I believe those two things weigh on a scale, right? Um, apart from, you know, um, saving the little pennies, you should also be trying to make more money. And so those things, they don't, they're not mutually exclusive. They're very important things, right? So I believe that budgeting helps you to kind of um know where everything is going it helps you to shape your perspective that and um, create a money mindset that works for you um your budget should not be identical to another person's own um it should have certain things such as um having your needs your wants and definitely savings um allocated but it should not mirror that of um Elon Marx or Ugo <laughs> Duma shouldn't mm-hmm. be identical what your needs are, um, the stage of life you are, um, probably the country that you are in. Here in Nigeria, I can imagine that um, for a lot of people who had strict budgets, they had to touch it at least seven times this year. That's how bad the inflation is, right? Yeah. So things like this, without them, you, you, you actually cannot, especially in a country like Nigeria, without knowing like without tracking it at every little point, you don't know where your money is going to. Mm. And without knowing where your money is going to, you're not sure if you're spending on the things that you actually need. Yeah. You're not sure of how useful your money is. Um, If we ask you at the end of the year, um, okay, this is um what you end all through the year. You made mm. this money. Where did it go? You probably will not be able to answer that. You know, 
very delicate topics like that, right? Yeah. And so that's why it's just so important that we are conversant with things like this. Yeah. Because as young people, we have a lot of time. We have 30 to let's say 30 to 40 years before some people officially retire. And so that's a very good time to make yeah. some money. Generational wealth kind of things, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah so um if you're not if you're not tracking it's even from the super I'm making that a habit. That's yeah. making it a habit so that when it starts pouring, when you have developed the mindset, when you have um gained most of the skills that can help you in the next five, 10 years, mm. when the money is really in, when you have really mastered your skills, if you if you don't have those very basic um money um habits locked down i mean it just becomes harder so i know that for a lot of people they might think oh this thing might be a bit hard it might be a bit strict but i definitely believe that's something that you should have um starting off it's yeah a very important skill that everyone should have starting off um don't make it too strict make it into your situation you need to understand yourself know what is important yeah, so that's why I think budgeting is important, especially starting off. I, I believe those are one of the first things. Even before you start saving, you need to know what you can save, how much you can save. People say 20%. Some people can do more than 20%. Some people can do less. Yeah. You know, you need to write that down and know how it works for you. Okay. Can I ask on a practical level? Because I hear I heard um Moses say um you could budget on a paper but if i'm budgeting on a paper do i need like i'm just talking out on a practical level because i'm trying to learn and i don't budget but then it's something i want to go into do i like get like a dedicated book now for instance now to budget or um is it like just like loose sheet of paper kind of you know and um, play around with what i have in terms of like what i earn and like you know do it like how exactly do i do it like if if I'm somebody that doesn't want to go in the route of using probably maybe an app, I know that there are apps that help people do that. Um, and I want to like go into it manually now without Excel sheets. How do I go about it? And um, how do I then also to monitor, let's say my spending and all that with the manual way of doing Okay. Stuff? Um, so like I said, tools are there to optimize or help you and um an app like what what i've come to find in my in my own journey is that the apps never have all the features you need mm -hmm. so far back as 2013 or 14 i was actually thinking of developing my own um like money tracker app right the the idea is still is still somewhere i had like sketches of the mobile app interface and all of that um but even till even today with apps like quickbooks so many that that different interface with your banks and all of that i still find that by and large they don't have all the features you need so you you can't really outsource the budgeting and tracking right um to to another thing or to an app or, or, or to someone else um and I just want to kind of put it out there that tracking and budgeting are two different things. They kind of work hand in hand, but they are two different things. First of all, you budget, then you track mm -hmm. to see that you are meeting your budget. Oh, so true. it's kind of like performance and monitoring or performance and control, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so 
but yeah, to address your question, Ugo, before I digress, as I have a tendency of doing that, um, using your, you you shouldn't get like a loose paper, um, because as you may know, the loose paper will most likely get lost after a while. So get a book, get a dedicated book. Um, I would also say if you are someone like me who likes to have different colors, get a pen, get a green, red, blue pen. It kind of gives it life, you know, at least it, it, it may make you enjoy, exactly, it may make yeah. you enjoy the, the task because it's not an easy task, but it may make you enjoy the task. Um, I was also going to say maybe buy suya when you're doing it, but if it's not in your budget, <laughs> if it's not, not inside the budget, don't, don't buy it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, so, but yeah, get a dedicated book. Um, and then get get a ruler as well for like for demarcation and and lines and all. So like kind of create your own mini Excel. Um, so depending on your categories, right? Um, I have a sheet. I use an Excel sheet for my budgeting and tracking, and I have different categories. And under those categories, I have subcategories. Now, you may not want to be that granular, right? And have subcategories, yeah. But you can just have maybe 10 major categories that you work with, right? And then, like I said, we're working with percentages. So in that month or when, when your money comes, you know, okay, 20% is for transportation. So let's say you earn 100K or since we're talking about low-income earners, there are people who I know who are earning 50K or, and even less, right? So let's let's use 50K. I think 50K is a good benchmark. Yeah. Uh, this was Abigail's first salary, right? Abby second. All right. Okay. So, all right. So um let's let's use 50k. So for transportation, um, I would say okay, if you're doing transportation is if transportation is a big part of your spending, you know, 20% may be a good place to start. Feeding also be realistic about things and say, okay, this is how much you use for feeding. This is how much you use for this. But I also want to put out a disclaimer, which is something I was saying to, to Abigail when, when she reached out to me to, to join into this podcast. Like most times, like most of these tips that quote and unquote, we financial experts give is actually may not actually be very practical in a volatile country like Nigeria. Yeah. Most times these these the the these tips work in certain conditions, certain economic conditions. For example, in the US, where the government tries to keep inflation rates below two percent, right? Annual. Whereas your country, you're doing 17% month on month, rather our country. We're doing 17% month on month. And, and you know, at the end of the year, we're hitting 20 sometimes 20% in terms of inflation, 18, double, high double digits. It may not be very practical. It may actually be impossible. So yeah. to the low-income earner who is listening to this and saying, man, these people should get out because they are earning so, so, and so. Um, I would say it is still possible to budget and to save eventually. Um, it may just be very difficult for you. Um, but the very first thing I like to say to people is, one track even before you budget just start tracking all your expenses right secondly make sure that your inflow is greater than your outflow it has to be because if not it means you're borrowing to live 
and if you're borrowing to leave, like you can only do it for so long, right? Um, so unless there are plans to maybe get a higher earning job, you're working on yourself. I mean, unless maybe you are borrowing to invest in yourself to kind of then get yourself out of poverty, um, or get your it may not, you know, what, what you're doing is basically detrimental. But yeah, um, get your Excel, your I say Excel sheet, sorry, get your book, your pen and your paper. Um, on the first page, you can have your like basic data like okay your name the date you started um your monthly amount at time you started um for each category the percentage you think is fair right and then create and then put the nominal value right so that you can see how much so that if you're using your book and paper you, by the time you collate how much you spent on groceries for that month or feeding right and you add it up you can see that it is less than the nominal value so what i mean by nominal value is if we stay 20% for feeding and you earn 50K, your, the nominal value is 10,000. So 20% of 50K is 10,000, right? So that yeah. is the nominal value. So by the time you go out to buy suya, you go to market to buy a cup of beans, you go to the market to buy crayfish, you know, or Maggi, right? Maggi cube, whatever, right? By the time you add it at the end of the month, right? You should make sure that that total spent has not gone past 10,000. So yeah. a good way to kind of do it is daily or weekly. So if your budget for feeding is 10,000 Naira, I would assume you're not going to places like Yellow Plate and because you finish your money. In fact, <laughs> you know, you can't even go to restaurants. That's that's the honest truth of the matter, right? Um, you would really need to cut on your spending. Um, but you, you first have to start tracking every single thing, even bank charges, everything, track it down to a T. Then after tracking, you can then kind of create a budget to say, okay, this is how much I want to spend. This is where I can cut on. But yeah, so if you're earning, we, we talked about 10K for feeding, everything has to add up to that 10K, right? And what you can do is you can do it weekly to say, okay, if I have 10K in a month, it means I have two five for feeding in a week which is really small, to be honest. Let's be practical. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it may not be possible for you to save and, and let's just put that out there. Um, but even though it's not possible for you to save, it is possible for you to budget and yeah. track, right? So that, that's that's definitely important to note. Thank you, so Thank I think, you very much. Yeah. yeah, I think I totally agree with all that you've said with my little... Um, practical experience in budgeting. I've been budgeting and tracking for about a year now, and it's been crazy. Yeah. I feel like um, even the the other the financial experts I watch online and follow, there's a whole the yeah. whole context and the whole principle is the same. However, it's a little bit personalized. Everybody had their yeah. like unique way. But if you check it out, it's it's all uh, coming back to the same. Your ability to know what you spend and then how you spend it. And even if the, it's not the the differentiating budgeting and tracking is like, <laughs> you know, even if you go over budget, you now see the place where you need to readjust. So until I've exactly. learned being very practical. So if I had budgeted 10K for this and I saw that I struggled to be able to um, yeah. 
use 10k for that to in my next match budget, it yeah i have to increase the budget for especially if it's a need like food um transport yeah. you know some of those basic exactly their yeah. needs exactly i have a question for for you in my budgeting journey right um, okay uh it's it's exciting that you're able to track and all that but sometimes it gets you into that thinking you're always calculating and <laughs> while you're being responsible financially you're being yeah. uh, frugal with your spending i don't sometimes yeah. i don't like the pressure that comes with 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 the whole i'm oh i found myself calculating using calculator <laughs> In public, yeah. how can one budget effectively track spending effectively and then still have fun and then remove the pressure, not feeling bad that oh, if I had not if I'd used the the money I used to buy this ice cream, I would have put it in here for this place to balance. You know that kind of uh, situation. Yeah. How can one um, budget effectively learn how track and then still have no pressure and guilt tripping yourself and punishing yourself for you know you get the best. <laughs> Okay. Um so like with any adult task, right? So like with any task that kind of is an issue, I would say do it in small doses, right? Mm. Um and you then build that consistency. It's not easy and any anything that's you know that's worth doing well actually takes a toll. Um, until you get to a point where you have where you can pay for someone's time to manage your money, yeah, you may have to go through the rigor of going every night, even if you just dedicate ten to fifteen minutes, going every night to uh, uh, what's it called to enter records or to write records. Yeah. Um, so I would say first thing is just get the data right before you even start punching your calculator. Get the data, and because I'm an excel so and so an excel aficionado i tend to promote excel sheets even though ugo is rolling her eyes at me right now <laughs> i would i would promote an excel sheet to say if you have an excel sheet if you know it does most of the work for you, you can easy it can do sums for you easily it can do comparisons it can do the percentages for you easily and it doesn't take a lot you don't have to be an intermediate user even yeah. a basic user of Excel, you can craft something, you can draft something and use um, to, to kind of manage, you know, um, to track and to look at your, your budget um, by and large. So if you don't want to be punching calculators, yeah. I would say, one, you can use an app, but you, you have to use an app that is kind of flexible where you can still tweak some of the features it may not have all the features you want yeah. right but sometimes they try by and large um but you what i know that most apps do is that they help you track like your e-payments so they can integrate with your bank um to track i think uh um abigail and go on, on on that same video they, talk, they were talking about inflow or something it's an app I don't really know a lot of apps, but um, I know that even if you are using an app, it doesn't help you account for cash spending. And being Africans, we, we still spend predominantly in cash, okay. right? Yeah. It, it's annoying for me, but like every time, you know, um, I'm spending, like I have to always 
bring out my phone and just start writing it on my notes, right? So that when I go back home, I can enter it into an Excel sheet. And I always ask for receipts. If there are no receipts, I try to write it down. Um, so yes, it's not going to be easy for you to actually get that thing done um, daily. But I would say build a daily habit. If you mm -hmm. can just dedicate 15 minutes to 20 minutes to do it and kind of make it be like a reward, you can reward yourself with, I don't know, something after you do it on the day. Like you can say, okay, if I don't do it, I shouldn't sleep at the end of the day. Or if I don't do it, I shouldn't talk uh, to my my, sleep, my significant sleep. order or, <laughs> or something. Sleep is a, right? It's a right is a right, I, right. I, I understand right. but the way you build habits so from <laughs> yeah. I, I, i'm i'm actually taking an excerpt from from an excerpt from deep work yeah, yeah. A book um and he says the actual way to act the way you actually build habits and make it a thing of consistency is that you tie them to other things that you do other daily things that is like brushing your teeth right so if i don't do it i'm not going to brush my teeth or yeah. if I don't do it, I'm not like, so that kind of forces you to do it. You know, if you are someone who takes a bath before you go to bed, which is highly recommended. If I don't do it, I don't take my bath before I go to bed, right? So tie that habit to something. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Um, and also, I think you mentioned it, but I would still ask again, uh, Abigail, um, also balancing... Um, you know, the fact that we are budgeting or we are learning budgeting doesn't mean we are cheapskate. So I like to tell people I'm very frugal. However, I'm not a cheapskate. How, how do you, you know, balance this in even your lifestyle? You are careful with your spending. However, you also want quality stuff. As now we are talking in context where the, you, are, you, are, you don't earn so much, you are in the intermediate or low income um, stage for now <laughs> how would you want to have that kind of balanced life like you're frugal and you are also not a cheapskate okay um so i would say that first of all for for low income earners that's people who probably um and within is a certain amount um which doesn't necessarily cover how it can't really cover housing transportation and feeding without um with without having few points afterwards. That's after spending on those things, they don't have much afterwards. Um, I would honestly advise that their budget is a reflection of you know what's going on. So for them, you find that whereas some people can do fifty percent on on needs, 30% on wants and 20% on savings, you need to take 80 to 90%, right? Um, from my own perspective, though I would I would um do it also depends on certain people. I would prefer that their focus at least for the six-month period that they are aware and budgeting is on developing little little skills that would help them to earn more or to um to add to this um, the knowledge that they already have, which can now help them to make more money going forward. Um that's the stance that I necessarily have because yeah. I, I I'm in Nigeria and I'm not speaking yeah. I'm, I, not, I'm I'm being very practical because within the next two months it possibly would go from that 80 percent to a different percent ratio that you'll be spending on your very necessary needs. Needs true. Right? 
Um, so if, if that's possible, that would be great. Um, if not, another thing to do is to kind of reduce your spending on certain things. Um, some people would have nights out, um, spend on takeouts, um, probably um, spending so much on housing, um, trying to live ab above their standards or probably not um, diving deep into how they can spend less. That's another reason why you need to track your expenses so you kind of know where exactly is going. And then going, for, yeah. when you see that you're spending too much, you know what to cut back on or what to spend more on probably because the value is enriching your life, right? So if you can cut back on little spending or so that you can, that's on certain needs so that you can actually spend on some things that give you joy, will keep you going through because this Nigeria is hard. Um, that that would be good, but definitely my 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 main suggestion is to um hold on a bit, like um hold on a little bit and invest in yourself, so that in the next probably three to six months, depending on how long it take you to start reaping a little bit of your benefits, um you can you know earn more. So there's more money on the table. There's now a bit more to save a bit more to spend, things like that. But I would say that for um probably others who, who are not in the same situation, maybe they have more money for saving, have more money for spending, but are still very frugal because they're trying to save more or try or having more needs that they necessarily like they don't necessarily have to have. I'll just say that life is short. Huh. I mean, you can save to spend, not like um save for like a vacation, save for to get um to live in a place closer to your workplace or that's more convenient. Save to um buy things that would add value to you without necessarily breaking the bank. Um, it's really great to be frugal. I'm a very frugal person, so I will not say that I take this my advice. Hmm. Um. But I, I I really believe that um getting things that are not necessarily luxury are very important. They boost your morale, they serve as rewards, um, they keep you going. I mean, if you if you look, I know life is short, if you look around and you don't see anything that you have enjoyed through that journey, it makes no sense. It seems like you're not even working for yourself. So I would say that we have to be realistic. There's a reason why they make it 50% needs, 30% wants, 20% savings. It's not because they don't know what they're doing. It's because they understand that in order for you to have a balance, you have to add your wants, right, to your budget. Your wants yeah. are very important. You need to look presentable. You need mm. to get clothes after a certain period of time. You need to get your hair in shape. Um, you need to go out once in a while. You need to send. You need to get gifts for your friends. You need to get gifts for yourself. Things like that. They are not necessarily needs, but they are also very important, and they serve as reminders that they they with with life there's still hope. So you need to enjoy the journey. If not, you you just be running. However, I like I said. There are different types of people. There are people who probably want to reach their financial independence yeah. goal earlier. Yeah. So you need to know what you are after. There are people who have a two-year journey. 
for the same amount that people are giving ten years. So with every with every goal that you have, you need to write uh, it out. No yeah. Just yeah. Sorry, I don't know. I'm. I know we're running out of time, maybe, but I just wanted to say a few things on that. Um, I, I would say this is a is a philosophical question more than it is a financial question. Why am I saying that? Okay, so what's the def the dictionary definition of a cheapskate, right? A miserly person or a person who's reluctant to spend some time to the point of foregoing even basic comfort and some necessities. Yeah. And you said, okay, you are frugal, but you know, you are not a cheapskate. So being frugal is, you know, like knowing that, okay, you're not going to spend on this. You're not going to spend on this. You're going to, you know, keep this. You're going to keep that, you know, or not buy luxury here, not buy luxury there. Um, but what you, what you, in, in your statement there, you were saying, how do you be frugal, but yet let people know that you are not a cheapskate. I think anybody that wants to believe that you're a cheapskate can go ahead believing you're a cheapskate. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. your goals, you know your dreams, yeah. you know your you know your aspirations, right? Is the person that's wearing the shoes that knows where mm -hmm. it pinches them, right? So, I, 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 you know, I would say don't take into account someone's perception of you. Like personally, I'm uh, I'm the let me use the word the frugalest person you you know, <laughs> you would come you will come across. I think there are two kinds of people. If you read the richest man in Babylon, yeah, there are, there are two kinds of people. Um, the prodigious accumulators of wealth and under accumulators of wealth. So the prodigious accumulators of wealth are people like me, Abigail, maybe you, maybe mm. you haven't you know on top of us. But like, um, we are the ones who don't really spend a lot. Um, so our bond rate, you know, is very low. And because of that, we're able to kind of get money and then use it to hit goals and hit targets, right? Yeah. Um, so if someone says to me, ah, guy, like, uh, don't you change your clothes? Won't you buy a new shoe? I'm like, I'm okay with what I'm doing. Like, because... As far as I am not being miserly to the point where I am not eating and then I'm getting ulcer, or I, you know, I'm not looking at you very right. So, being putting yourself in that position where even though you can um, accommodate for your basic needs, you are then kind of not doing that. I promise you to come back to bite you eventually. So. Yeah. I don't know if that like just sheds more like looking at it, it looking at it from a different perspective. Like if you are frugal, be as frugal yeah. as you need to be. Um, but don't be miserly to the point where it then starts to hurt you, you know. Um and and, and yeah. I feel like a lot of things that people call needs are social wants, right? Look good, look presentable. Mm. You know, you don't have to wear Gucci like somebody walked into my room and he saw my like my four or five pairs of shoes and he was like ah oh, you don't have a Gucci shoe I was like I don't need it like what's the point of having a Gucci shoe it's, it's like what does that do you get my point or like yeah. oh I need to have a, a you know a Christian lubes and it's actually more for women because like you guys kind of you know I know some people who are gender neutral will come at me but like let's let's for for the purposes of this discussion yeah. let's just assume you know that that we're binary that gender and sex binary right 
Um, I think because the markets are actually built for women, 80% of the consumer goods are for women. So as a woman, you, you are even under more pressure to buy the next Mary Kay, the next Mac, the next, yeah. you know, Yves Saint Laurent, whatever. Um, some guys, they don't care. Like, you know, people, you, you think someone who is uh, taking garbage is, is thinking about, uh, you know, makeup and all of that. But like, yeah, so I would say for women, try as much as possible to not fall under the pressure of, you know, I don't look as good. I, I don't look as, you know, yeah. and, as, you know, and all of that. But yeah, my two cents or rather my two. Uh, thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. Like uh, my takeout from the talk, your, your talk is that um, uh, the budgeting and the financial journey is highly personalized. Now this is based on our goals, the economy, our location, the types of, um, plans that we have and all that and all that thank you so much for sharing Ugo <laughs> yeah I think one of the things I've learned is I think it was the last part don't stunt for anybody it's not worth it your no. not <laughs> yeah but um it's thank you so much for being on the podcast we truly did learn a lot um but as our custom here is on the live and podcast we would love to know from um from both of you um what is life teaching you right now or um what are you learning right now from life and we'll start with you abigail ah the first one um so life is teaching me to be patient this is really a funny thing because i'm usually one of the most impatient people ever um so it's teaching me to wait and to watch how um things slowly moving because sometimes when you make big 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 plans you expect that oh if the first step comes to you right that you should get it within a short period of time however with the little that i've held i'm having to wait a bit longer for the others and i'm i'm actually learning to be patient and just really enjoy the journey i think for the last maybe three months um things have been moving a bit slow for me um in certain areas and so i'm just learning to be patient to be mindful to enjoy the journey to delay gratification mm. and just to be grateful honestly mm. um so i would say life is teaching me two things one to be more spiritual mm. um yeah i'll just i'll just stop there I'm very really. I I wouldn't. I'm not very religious, but I would say I'm very spiritual, and I'm trying to kind of um just improve my spiritual work and my spiritual journey. So life right now is teaching me to be more spiritual. Like there's there's more than meets the eye for a lot of things we just take on face value. Um, mm-hmm. that's one. And and the second thing is, there is a level of effort that it takes to get to levels of honor or of value that we all want it's like trust me if 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 most of the Elon Musk's of this world and the Jeff Bezos's of this world tell you how many hours they've put in like how they had to end relationships with friends and stuff to get to where they are like some of us we may not 
be able to pay that price. Yeah. There is a level of effort and, you know, aptitude, capacity, like that you have to put in your life to actually get the required results that you want. Um, nothing goes for nothing. That's it. True. Wow, these are two important um very technically important things all of you mentioned i do think a lot of young people are at that phase where they are truly learning how to be more patient um yeah because it's just um i think because of how social media is and social media is more so go 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 and um i must have it now and people are truly are in a place where they are struggling to be patient and you know have things um not go as they have planned and as they hoped and um truly then in search of um something they could hold on to like you know in truly in search of hope and that's where you know the spirituality and thing that Moses mentioned comes in because everybody's truly in search of something um something more something bigger than themselves and there's really nothing that can um bring you to that place you know but God so um yeah what both of you said is truly truly important and um i think once in a while people are at that stage so thank you so much for sharing and thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast thank you it really means a lot to us that you guys really take time to do that uh we we record we recorded this pretty late and um it means a lot that you people take a lot and um, take your time to be here with us and share um with the podcast so thank you so much we hope a lot um from the podcast um but then if you have any other question girl and moses where can the people listening find you i mean i can go first hi everyone um so for me i am guest by Abigail on instagram twitter linkedin facebook and tiktok um i believe moses <laughs> Where can we find you? Okay, so this is a funny story. You may not be able to find me. I really do not have any social presence. I am on LinkedIn, though. Um, You could find me, Moses Opalife, if you just find search for Moses Opalife on LinkedIn. You can find me. You may also find me on Facebook, but my account has been dormant for years, so I don't use Facebook anymore. Um... Yes. So LinkedIn. Yeah. You are hiding. You are hiding in LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. For, we for find you. Now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much for being part of our recording today, and we look forward to have you in the nearest future to talk about the um, other aspects of the whole financial literacy and and awareness, especially for young people. Thank you so much. Look forward to having you a, another time. It was a pleasure. It was actually a pleasure. It was such a pleasure. It was so fun. Yes. I yeah. laughed a lot. <laughs> so if, if you're listening to this and you have other things you want to add, questions you want to um, ask and contributions you want to make, kindly send us a message on Instagram at the Life in Podcast on Facebook at Life in Podcast. Or if you want to send us an email, you can send us one at lifeinpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.